Welcome back to Listening In. I'm here again today with Chuck. What's up? Uh, today we're going to be talking about the song When You Die by the band MGMT. The song is very interesting. It com- it goes from a different um, angle than um, what we're used to with MGMT. I think because yeah. most of their stuff's more upbeat, I'd say. Yeah, I would say it's... I don't... I don't see it as a completely different angle for them. Like it, it, it doesn't surprise me that they made this song, but I do agree it's like pretty different from a lot of their other work. Um, they have similar vibes. Like a, a lot of the time, they'll have pretty kind of calm, soothing music, but then have like lyrics that are kind of totally out there if you're actually listening. Um, and this one is no exception. Right. This one is one where, like, you really do need to. Pay attention to really the lyrics. Listen, in. listen into the lyrics because the if you just like are paying attention more to the tune of it, it kind of can throw you off like the actual like what they're saying in the song, which can get pretty pretty deep. Yeah, another thing I really appreciate the song is it has like a lot of really nice build up and then release, um, and then um, I don't know. That's it's pretty much for me one of the best things uh, in music. Especially, um, well, I don't know why I'm saying especially because we're just talking about music, but um, just when you have like a buildup and it's just so satisfying when you finally hit the chorus or whatever and the song kind of resolves for a bit, even though this song doesn't really resolve, but at least musically it does. So that's that's um, a really nice touch. Yeah. And MGMT, didn't they have... Um I want to say they were part of some. I I can't think of what it was. Didn't they like a work? Group? Yeah. Did did they work with like the a bigger band? At oh, all? um. Well. Oh yeah. No. So our last um episode, Tame Impala. Um. There, a lot of people consider MGMT um to be pretty close to them, and they actually um Tame Impala actually was touring with MGMT as like their opening act um, when they got really big. So that, I think, there's kind of, a lot of their fan base is the same, so that's really cool. Um, but I don't know if there's something else you're trying to get at. Well, also, like, wasn't, like, this, it might be, like, this song in particular, I think, was also co-written by the artist Ariel Pink. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. This song is really cool because, yeah, like Steven was saying, um, Ariel Pink co-wrote this song, and if you're not familiar with him, definitely go check him out. He's a pretty interesting artist. Um, he's kind of notable um, because we have to do this every episode. Um, is actually Julian Casablanca's favorite artist. So, yeah, um, and that's sure. of course the singer from The Strokes, as you probably know if you've listened to any of our other episodes. Um, <laughs> and honestly, he like um, this band. You can tell it has more. Like, the style of music it has is more um, almost electronic, but, like, it's almost, it's got, like, this nice, like, disco, like, almost a poppy sound to it. And it's pretty retro, too. Like, a lot of the noises that they're using um, kind of gives you, not, like, just straight 80s, but, like, probably some 70s and 80s in there a bit. Um, Just kind of very eclectic. Which is awesome. And that's exactly kind of the sound I think you'd expect to come from Ariel Pink. Um, because he also, basically his music, you probably wouldn't be able to tell what era it was made. Because it's just weird. 
but usually pretty interesting, pretty innovative. Um, definitely worth checking out, and you'll get a little taste of him um, in this song because even though he's not on the song, um, he's he's a big part of it. And uh, with MGMT, they seem to talk a lot about um, very. Um, difficult subjects at times, but they mask it well in their, like, almost up, in their upbeat sound. Right. And they, I think they really, um, like, they're, it's a little bit less subtle with this new album because it's called Little Dark Age, and you can tell the whole album has a pretty dark sound to it overall, but that doesn't mean they still don't have kind of, like, some poppy upbeat parts, which really, in my mind, makes it pretty interesting because it, it's a really nice contrast to have where it's happy, but there's kind of like really, really dark undertones, like really, really dark. Right. But it's not like you, you're listening to something that immediately you pick up on is it being super depressing. Right. And the interesting thing with this song, When You Die, it actually kind of gives you multiple, um, it changes your viewpoints on things multiple times because initially the title of the song is more just like you are you have this certain picture in your mind of how you think this song's gonna go but then when you hear how it starts you're like it almost changes how you are like picturing how this song will go you'll think it will go in a more interesting turn but if you listen to the lyrics closely it's kind of a dark Right, undertone. that's one thing I really appreciate about them, the nuance. They don't really beat you over the head with anything. It's all very subtle, but it's re- very clear if you're looking for it. So um, it's one of those things where you could probably play it like um, just at a party and a lot of people wouldn't think twice. I don't know about this song specifically, but a lot of their work. Um, and uh, But if you listen to the lyrics, it's like totally different. It's like, whoa. But that's, yeah, that's a really cool thing. Um, yeah. I guess some more details about this. It's um, yeah from the album Little Dark Age that came out in 2018. Super good album. Um, it's one of the few albums that I actually think, well, for me, that I, I like to listen to all the way through. As far as more, um, I guess, modern albums go, it's pretty rare because most people focus on singles. So it's, it's a really strong album and uh, definitely recommend checking it out along with their older stuff too because it's all pretty good, especially if you're looking for something different. Yeah, so without further ado, let's get into uh, the song When You Die by MGMT. So going into the lyrics, it's um, to start it off, it's talking more about well, his persona. He's introducing himself. He's, right, he's not nice. Right. Don't he, forget it. He's he's giving you background information you may need further on in the story to kind of like understand. He's painting a picture. Exactly. He's, but he, with 
words. He wants you to understand more of like who he is and how he started out. Not necessarily the singer himself, but whoever that we're talking about no, in the song. It's definitely the singer. Right, but I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm just, saying I'm though, just kidding. Um so he so he's but giving yeah, you background on that. Right, exactly. And he wants to make it clear that he's not nice. He's mean and evil and uh don't ever call him nice. Right. But I think it's basically he kind of um views himself probably as like normally a, a pretty nice guy or maybe that's how other people have told told him they view him and he's like not not ready for it anymore. Like he's snapping. Right. Or he, or he, he's, yeah, I don't know. Things are slowly getting on his nerves a little more. When he's acknowledging now that he is, like, tired of being nice. Like, I'm tired of being nice. Yeah, like we just the whole thing, like, no more Mr. Nice Guy kind of thing. Weren't we um, just watching something where he was like, I'm, I'm tired of being nice? Um, I think it was... Was it? Okay, I don't know. Sorry for that. Um, yeah. Uh, so, but anyway, then he continues basically the same same stuff. But basically, he's ready to blow his lid off. Um, yeah. Like we said, he's just ready to snap. Um, so I think that's pretty straightforward. Um, one thing I really, well, it's pretty cool. Um, at the beginning, the music that they're using is pretty quiet, and it sounds like very Eastern, actually. Kind of with the string string instruments that they're playing, sure. Um, and uh, it's starting to build, like, and actually, kind of goes along nicely with the lyrics because he's saying he's ready to blow his lid off, but like so the music's kind of like boiling and like you know getting to that boiling point where it's, he's going to snap. And that so that's that's, a that's co- really great contrast. And that's a cool effect he uses throughout the song, <clears throat> where it's more of like a build up, and then you hear like this minor like. Listen for this. In this song, you'll hear like these minor little like uh, points where it's getting louder and louder, and then you just hear like a boom, and then it's like right. You have your explosion, of, and yeah. then bam, here it is. And then yeah, and then it and like then builds up again, right? And exactly. then it builds up up each verse, and then with the final boom, not to give anything away, but with the final boom at the end of the song, it's like you understand. Yes, yeah, it's, like, it it's like Daniel to. Boone. Yeah. Exactly. My favorite type of boom. A Danielle. But yeah, that that just for people listening, I think I'm pretty sure that means actually nothing. That it wasn't like some secret message we're trying to send us literally just saying words. But Well, I mean Dan don't yell. <laughs> Danielle. But um anyway, with that said, I think we should continue. <laughs> Before, I mean we could sit here and provide wisdom all day, but I don't know if anyone has enough time to listen to that. So
right. So basically, in in this verse, the um, building continues. So you kind of are getting more and more kind of um, tension, more pressure, um, and then kind of more of the same from the lyrics, just getting more aggressive. So now he's like, it seems like he's more upset or like angry. Um, emphasizing again, like you heard me right, don't call me nice. Um, and then um, a, a line in here that's interesting, uh, I think he's insinuating that the other person, like he's insulting them um, when he says, don't you have somewhere to be at 7.30? Um, 7.30 is um, apparently a reference to being like crazy or insane. And I, w- I was actually looking into the origins of that because I'm not really familiar with that um, with that slang. But some people say that it's when like mental patients are given their medicine at 7:30, and so he's kind of saying like, "Aren't isn't there somewhere you were supposed to be right like, now? Yeah, like getting your crazy medication?" Man. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I don't think it actually means that the person's necessarily actually on medication. I think it's but probably it's just more an just like a shot at them. Yeah, right? exactly. Um, so that's that's pretty pretty classic. And then um, they continue like, "I'm ready to blow my brains out." Like this time before is, "I'm ready to blow my lid off." Now we've escalated as the song has continued to build um, and he's ready to blow his brains out. And then uh, a really amazing thing happens. Um, well, first of all, there's like a gunshot sound, which is pretty hardcore, like unexpected. Right. Like, I think that like when I first heard it, I was actually pretty much shocked. I actually when I first heard this song, I was just like jamming out to it. I'm like, oh, yeah, nice, nice, nice. Yeah, go go fuck yourself. Like, yeah, you heard. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And then all of a sudden, it's amazing the effect they use where they played the gunshot and you just heard it. And it kind of, like, for me anyway, that moment made it real to me almost. Where it's just like... Like the depth of how, like... Right, of how... Upset he is or How upset he got and, like, how quickly it, like, escalated. Whatever this was, he, like, it escalated to a point where it's just like, boom. Like, I'm just ending it all. Right. Like and it's it's unclear um if he's like actually talking about committing suicide or if he's just talking about I don't know if it's like more metaphorical just like killing off an old part of him or something like that or the part of him that like cared maybe it's about a relationship and so he's just like ready to move on and get rid of that version of himself. Well, and the interesting thing that I found with the next chorus is the way they have it, like, when it, they say, like, you die and words don't do anything, it's permanently night. Um, like, with all that, um, I feel like it's just, like, it's almost like you're float. like, I get this mental picture of, like, they died and, like, they're almost, like, floating in, like, space almost, where they have, they have, like, that background sound, too, where it's just, like, this whole, like... I don't know. So, I don't know yeah, really how to describe it. I totally it. agree. The, the music totally changes right after that gunshot. Um, and it, it becomes kind of like happy, soothing, kind of like relieving um, music. And so it, it kind of just seems like there's some kind of relief that was just achieved. So the tension has been building, building, building. It's and, fun, and then there's like the boom. Exploded. Yeah. And then And then relief. now, yeah, we have the relief. So it's just like a super chill, mellow chorus. But the lyrics aren't very chill. Um, basically, yeah, just like words don't matter anymore. It's permanently night. I won't feel anything, but we'll all be laughing when you die. And mm. like, what, what does that even but mean? That's like, so... it, 
And it sounds it's kind of so like, like dark. Or, like I don't know. I never took it as a joke. I just always. It's it's interesting too. It sounds dark and like it's from the album Little Dark Age. So I guess it kind of makes sense. It's like this. Like he's going through a dark, like time. This whole well, like, no, little but I dark think he's age. like the insinuation too specifically here though is that he's like dead and so right. Like, no, after he's you die, dead. You don't feel anything and, anymore? Right, exactly. But then with this whole like everyone's laughing, we'll all be laughing with you. And I mean that's that's an interesting take for me because it's like so maybe it's just because it's something we all have to go through. I I don't know. I honestly I don't know necessarily what to think from that. It's, or maybe maybe it's more just like I don't know, trying to make light of it and like not trying to take it too seriously. Too seriously because you can't because it's kind of like either you laugh or you cry. Like you, there's not really much in between. Um, yeah, true. But yeah, I mean, whatever it is, like it's it's over now, and it's just kind of like. And then he kind nothing. of goes on to describe it a little more in the second chorus, where he's just talking about. Actually, um, I think the second chorus is like the same. Well, he's just describing it. It's just talking about death more, where it's just like it's now like this permanent. It's permanently night. You won't be. You won't feel anything. And we'll be laughing with you. Right. And I, I think what he could be going with, with the whole, like, we'll be laughing with you, is it's almost kind of like, now that I think about it, it's like this almost triumphant thing, where it's like, almost like victory, <clears throat> kind of. Yeah, I can, I can kind of see that. Um, another thing, too, that I think is interesting, is when they say you die, like, do they actually mean death or do they mean like physical death? Because it certainly seems that way when he's talking about blowing his brains out. But um, at the same time, I mean, there's other ways it could it could also um, like it could be a metaphor for like ending of um, a relationship, like destroying it, killing it, you know, when you're ready to like move on and burn that bridge. And um, then all of the if you go from it from the whole relationship relationship perspective like there could have been problems which was why he was like it's all this pressure building up inside him ready to just explode because there's all these exactly like, little yeah. little problems it's just like adding on and adding on and adding on until he's reaching a breaking point right and also with the like words don't do anything i i won't feel anything i mean it could also be kind of like um Maybe he's talking more about ego death, where it's kind of like your kind of like your ego is is dying, and so you kind of are put into like this existential place, um, just because something like made you snap. And then I mean, it's kind of a maybe a stretch, but I mean, who knows? Well, it's, and then, it's music, right? And then looking at it from that perspective too, we can kind of go with the whole like it's a less like dark note, and it's more like we're all laughing with you because now it's just like yeah, remember when I used to be this egotistical little like prick and like yeah, they're all laughing about it now it's something they true. all look back at laughing Although, I think when people say ego death it's not just like oh yeah I used to have a big ego and now I fixed it it's like actually kind of a crisis because you've created a vacuum where like now you don't even like know so it's like, like almost the opposite extreme right exactly exactly and that's why I don't know um and that's why he's saying like he's not nice and like and all this other stuff. So then, going from that perspective, it also would make sense because like the whole like it's permanently night and I don't feel anything like that whole thing 
it he the way he sings it too it's more like a mellow like sound to it as well where he's more just like defeated or like detached right exactly yeah and he's just like he doesn't like feel anything he's just like emotionally mentally kind of just like dead physically numb and yeah dead inside right exactly and like he blew his brains out yep um it's it's pretty hardcore that's what i would say we actually were talking about doing this song like a long time ago like a year ago honestly yeah but we decided not to it was actually over a year ago probably like it was it when we did the ts lamp episode yeah same time yeah 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 when we did our last mgmt one we almost did this one because this is like almost more of a natural song but I don't think we were sure we, if we were ready to deal with such like a heavy topic because this right. song is pretty brutal. Yeah, seriously, you. This is one of those songs where you need to listen to it multiple times to really just like under. Like it helps to listen to this song a lot because the more you listen to it, the more layers you uncover in it. Right. And the more and, you understand. And it. all of MGMT is like that. Yeah. But with that said. Um, Let's see if we can unwrap some more layers. It's interesting to me the way he sings it. It's he's like shouting, but, but the like way quietly, he, right? He's quietly shouting, and it's almost like with with each verse. Well, with with each line in the verse, he's like de-escalating his voice. Like right. he starts the verse. Yeah, he starts the verse by shouting. And then, like, with each line, he de-escalates it a little bit and more. And it matches the lyrics, too, because he starts off, like, um, pretty angry uh, sounding. And uh, it kind of, like, de-escalates from there. Um, but, yeah, I, another thing I think is kind of interesting or, like, funny. I'm not sure what it means, but they say, you said it twice. And they say that line twice. And it's actually one of many lines they say twice. Like, don't you have somewhere to be at 730? Um, and uh, a bunch of other ones. So it's un- like it sounds like he's saying that. I mean, at service value, it sounds like he's probably complaining about someone repeating themselves to him because no one really likes that. Um, but at the same time, he's also repeating himself. So I'm not sure if it's tongue in cheek or if it's supposed to represent some hypocrisy when it comes to just um, like when you're when you're talking with other people and having a disagreement, not getting along. And even you're doing the same thing, but like when they do it, it's annoying you. Or maybe it's just a little shout out to their... Well, I actually kind of think it is more the hypocrisy side of it. Where it would be more just like they're saying something that's annoying 
you and like this whole song it's kind of about him being annoyed to the breaking point where he just shoots himself and um then now it's kind of showing the flaws in that whole like logic where it's just like yeah you're you're annoyed with them doing this but at the same time have you ever thought of it from the standpoint possibly you're doing the same thing and right. being an annoying and, little bitch. And actually, something else I just noticed is that um, right before he says, you said it twice, he says, I'm mean, not nice. You said it twice. So maybe he's specifically talking about them calling him nice. And that's why he's reacting so strongly and why he keeps saying, don't call me nice, because they keep calling him nice. And it seems like that's directly related. So... Um, and I, I don't, I've always like wondered, I don't really have an answer for this, but I've wondered why he d- is a little, why he's upset with them calling him nice. Um, I think part of it is because he doesn't want to be seen as just like some nice guy. He wants to be seen as like more assertive and more just like, don't mess with me kind he, of a thing. More like a tough. Something like, like that, yeah. Not more just, tough, not like this because, soft guy. And, and I guess maybe something happened to him where he's just like, I'm done with this. And so just like, I'm, I'm done trying to be like a good person. I don't know. Maybe he's going like full Joker. Right. He he reached a tipping point. A breaking point. Like yeah. Literally, he, he boiled over. He blew up. And the pressure just mounted. Yeah. But anyway... I find it interesting um, how the way he ends the song, it's like we were talking about before where it's, he says, you said it twice, and then he says, you said it twice again for the emphasis, and then the way he ends it, he has a more soft voice. and saying, He's kind of like fading away into the distance. And he's like, I heard you the first time. He's like almost contradicting himself. Well, I don't know. I think it, for me, the way I take it is that it's related to those other, you know, you said it twice. And he's just kind of saying again, like emphasizing, like, look, I heard you the first time. Like, you don't need to say it twice because it's like we get kind it. of patronizing, disrespectful. I mean, whatever you want to call it. But I mean, yeah, it's it's interesting because I think there's a lot of different directions you could take that in. Um, but I mean, especially since he's repeating himself so much, it just adds another layer onto it, I think, which is, I think, great songwriting. Yeah, that honestly, when it comes to music, that's honestly the best the best thing you can get out of music is the fact that there are so many layers to a song, which is why you'd want to listen to it over and over again. Right. And all you really need to do is figure out how you relate to it in order for it to have meaning for you. And it doesn't even have to be the right thing. And that's kind of what I think we're trying to do on this is just help break it down 
a little bit, at least from our perspective, maybe add some of our meaning onto it. And, and then hopefully um, other people can get something out of that. Right. And then explain kind of how it relates to us. And, and music may not relate to you the same way it relates to us. And the whole point of this podcast is probably is a good thing. Like, yeah, that's a good thing. And that's the point of this podcast. We just want you to like listen to how it relates to us and then you can think about how it relates to you whether it could be the same or it could be different or maybe that's okay maybe it doesn't relate to you at all but you still love the way that the um you know it sounds sonically um it sounds sonically wow that sounds i need to stop saying the word sound okay um (laughs) sound is vibration shout out to atmosphere um yeah true and also earlier when we were saying that he'd like finally reached a breaking point you know, that's also a shout out to Peter Bjorn and John. True. Um, but um, with that said, I just want to reiterate how much like this song, sometimes it gives me chills, just the buildup and then that bam. And then like it gets really chill and then they kind of go back to kind of like some more, um, I don't know, uncertain sounding music. But then it, it gets really, really soft. Um, and then he kind of just like fades out and you just have the instrumental there and that just fades out. For me, that's just perfect. And I think... It's perfect. I think the long instrumental and the like soft voice at the end kind of is allowing you now that it reached the climax where like you heard this bang. It kind of just it's a lot to take in as a listener. Like for me, the first time I heard the song, I was like, what? What just happened? Like my mind was completely it, blown. It blew my mind. I didn't know like what to take from it. I didn't know I think what it, it blew could have meant. The singer's mind too. <laughs> right. With all the gunshot noises. <laughs> True. It blew his ears, his eardrums. Um, but no, I didn't know what that meant. I didn't know what it could mean. But the nice part is they give you that kind of like soft fade out almost for the rest of the song after the gunshot like they have their lyrics they have their music but it's more like soft it's not necessarily like something where it's it's not as loud as the bang right and you're still thinking about it like what it could all mean and and for me that's how it was anyway for me when i first heard this song yeah i mean i would agree um i think it's that i think that's what makes it a really good song though um but yeah, with that said, um, that was, uh, again, um, for those of you who are coming in late, uh, just kidding, since we're not on the radio, but yet, um, that was uh, When You Die by MGMT from their 2018 album, Little Dark Age. Yeah. Um, um, and again, just like, it, know that it was um, co-written by... Ariel Pink. Yeah, definitely check him out too. Check Ariel Pink. Check out. this There's... album out. Check out MGMT's other stuff. Yeah. Um, and also, and, and I was just gonna reiterate, like um, MGMT's Julian Casablanca's favorite artist. No, not MGMT. Ariel. Pink. Oh, Ariel Pink. My yeah. bad. Okay, never mind. Strike, strike that. Reverse. But anyway, yeah. Either way, it's worth it's worth listening to. Um, MGMT is definitely one of my favorite artists. So if that means anything to the listeners, you can take something away from it. It it has like a nice little upbeat poppy sound. But um with that said, um Thanks again. How, I don't know, how can our listeners uh, oh, contact yeah. us? Oh yeah, yeah, please. Please contact us um through Twitter. We have an Instagram now which is actually like active and we do post on there every now and then. So please remember to check that out. And What's um, the handle? The handle for the Twitter is at underscore listening underscore in. And the same for the Instagram. It's at underscore listening underscore in. 
and um yeah we'd love to hear any comments feedback um whatever yeah just um, let us know let us know some other songs you might like to hear and yeah. um yeah we love getting feedback so yeah. uh good or especially bad yeah thanks again for uh listening in we Hopefully we'll remember to edit this part out, but it happens a lot that I miss it. So. <laughs> <laughs> what is it you do again? <laughs> all right, so future Chuck, remember, edit this all out, starting now. Okay, dude, come on. You're killing me. I clapped there so I could see it on the timeline. Now I'm like, now I'm going to have to clap again.